All right. Welcome to the Fans Edge Sports Talk Podcast, hosted by Mike and Essex. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at The Fans Edge and our Facebook group at The Fans Edge Sports Talk. We will be doing live shows and quick takes, posting them on all our social media platforms. So make sure that you subscribe and like our podcast and YouTube channel so that you can get the latest episodes right away. We are recording every Sunday night and podcast episodes will be available every Monday morning. Today, we we will be discussing LaMelo Ball, the uh, Hall of Fame, NFL, and some more stuff. I think it's going to get kind of interesting on this show. What do you think? (laughs) All right. I want to start off with uh, the man in charge uh, had a conference call this week with all the leaders of major – Uh, Major League Sports this week, and what they were talking about was we're going to have the NFL on time, where we're going to be able to have college football on time, and he basically kind of gave the assurance that we will be having NFL and college football in late August, late September. Now, does does that include where they're going to just be working out or the actual games? from what I have gathered, is going to be the actual game should be ready. So that means that these players should definitely start practicing at least no later than July, right? Thanks. I mean, that, that that's what I'm gathering from this. Uh, now that he has said this, because, you know, he, he's also told us that this was something that we didn't have to worry about, that it was under control, but it's completely out of control. Can we take him at his word with this? I mean – I know us as sports fans, we definitely need our sports. We need it. We want it. We're craving it. And, you know, football is the longest waiting period. So will we have football? I mean, it sounds nice. But like you said, I, I, don't, I don't know. If we do, I mean, I would, I, I would really, like, love it. I'm not going to say because it's funny you said the man in charge because you didn't say his name. But the man in charge, I've never really, like, been a fan of his. But, hey, if he does it, good for him. Definitely, man. I I definitely agree with that. So, let's go ahead and talk about LaMelo Ball because it came out that LaMelo Ball has purchased the, the Hawks in the Australian League. I mean, I'm thinking that this is really big news, but it was kind of premature. The deal is actually not done. What have you heard about this, man? I think that is is definitely a big thing for LaMelo and the Ball family. I mean, yeah, LaMelo, this was the team he's played for overseas, and he said he really liked it over there. He really loves the team, and he just wants to, you know, give back to everybody over there. Because once he goes to the NBA, he knows he's going to be locked down and all of that. So he says whenever this does happen, he's going to put all the right people in place to make sure they're straight because he got love for them. Definitely, man. So uh, let's go ahead and get into some college football talk, man. Let's go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say about your top two moments in college football history. What, what do you have? 
the top two in history for me would be, of course, number one, 2008 National Championship, the Everything School. You know, just looking at it on paper, you got two Heisman winning quarterbacks, two very good defenses, two very good teams, number one, number two team consensus at the time. You know, Major Wright started us off right with that big hit, one of the biggest hits in college football. So I knew what was up after that moment, but that's my number one moment. And my number two moment was Texas and Vince Young making the comeback on USC. Uh, they was up, I think it was like 16-10 at half, ended up down 12 in the fourth quarter with six and some change, ended up coming back, goes down in history. Those are my top two moments. All right, man. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give my two top moments in college football history. And you all can call me a homer. It is what it is. As you can see, if you grew up in the state of Ohio, this is what you grew up knowing. Just like you Arkansas fans out there, man, you all grew up as Razorbacks. My top two moments is the 2002 National Championship game, Ohio State versus Miami. And the reason why is this game is still debated to this day. Actually, this week, I had some debates with some friends who are Miami Hurricane fans about this game, you know, and the controversial call that they like to talk about. But the reason why this was so big for me was because they completely counted Ohio State out in that they said that the best game to watch would be Miami's defense versus their offense. I want to say that the, the former players have already put a championship party together. That's what came out in the reports. They already put a party together, celebration. So basically, they were just like, we're going to beat Ohio State. It is what it is. There's no competition. And Ohio State comes out with the dub. Now, like, like I said, everybody wants to talk about that controversial play. But like I give to people, I give them all different types of points. And this is the one point that I do always bring up first. Maybe they would have had a chance if when they caught the interception in the end zone, he had it down the ball instead of trying to take the ball out of the end zone. And then next thing you know, he gets hawked down by Maurice Claret, who actually strips the ball and gets the ball back. And it's first down Ohio State, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, that's 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 one of my moments. My second moment is the 2014 Ohio State season because there was something that has never been done. A lot of people tell me or come to me, well, my team would have been this if it was, wasn't for this key injury, it wasn't for that key injury. Uh, Alabama last year, they suffered all of these different injuries. The thing is, is can your team reload? Even at the quarterback position, and that's what Ohio State uh, was able to do in the 2014 season. Braxton Miller, Heisman uh, candidate, Heisman runner-up, All I mean, not runner-up, but – Always in the Heisman discussion, he went down. JT Barrett was in the Heisman discussion. He went down. And then you get Cardell Jones coming in to play for the Big Ten Championship, the semi, the semifinal playoff game, and then also he played in the national championship. You know, And everybody was like, oh, Ohio State don't even have their starting quarterback. They're going to get smoked by Alabama. The SEC is just too great. And – you know, Ezekiel Elliott just came out and ran it down the heart of the South. And I, I just – I will never forget that play. 
So, I, I mean, that 2014 season, it was the first of the college football playoffs. So, it's history already. And Ohio State went out there and did their thing. Uh, you got anything else uh, college football related you wanted to throw in there? Or that you thought of? I mean, not off the top of my head. But if we had some more time to just talk about it, I could probably come up with some things. Always, always. All right, man. In the NFL. Man, did you hear this, man? Rex Ryan went in. He kind of called my man. I, I want to say if I'm saying it right, he called Amari Cooper a turd. I mean, I think that I think it's crazy to just come out and just dog players. I mean, I understand you're a former coach, top coach, all of this. Now you're an analyst, and you know, you, you have to do something to create TV. But just coming out and calling somebody a turd, I don't think it's necessary. Now, I am on record, and I will go on record again saying this. The Cowboys should definitely have to pay Dak Prescott. That is the one thing that I can agree with him on. They should have came out, paid Dak Prescott, because in this draft and in last year's drafts, all the drafts is going to be high-caliber wide receivers coming out. So you can always get a wide receiver, and I think the wide receivers just continue to get better and better each year. So I think that you should pay Dak Prescott because you haven't had a quarterback that's been able to do what he has been able to do in your franchise in a long time and then just go out and get a wide, a, a top wide receiver, you know? So, yep. I mean <laughs> – he said, but there's no way in hell I'd pay that guy. I, 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 I'd I pay Amari Cooper. I wouldn't say that I'd pay him the amount that he got. But what do you think about, about him calling Cooper a turd and all of this stuff? How Rex Ryan is able to go on national TV in a time like this where we are looking for all the sports-related content we can get and – how is he how he was able to call Amari Cooper a turd is beyond me. Like I get it, your former coach, top coach, all this, all that. But don't don't get it like if the shoe was on the other foot, Amari Cooper come out, call a media member a turd. You think he's gonna get away with a scot free like Rex Ryan did? Fine. Some fine. type of fine coming down. So I just don't understand how they can come out and do some stuff like that. It's just it's wild. Yeah, man. I, I think it's crazy, you know, but this is the day and age that we live in. You got to walk on eggshells. If you are the celebrity, if you're prime time in that industry, you definitely have to walk on eggshells and just let it be. It is what it is. All right, let's go ahead. We got top five unsigned free agents according to PFF. You got Cam Newton still out there, Jameis Winston. Jadavian Clowney, Logan Ryan, and Mike Daniels. Um, where where are these guys going to end up landing? I mean, I know we joked about Jameis Winston <laughs> going to the XFL, but he's probably going to end up, huh? You joked about that. Well, I I definitely joked about it, but I doubt that he'll do that. I've heard talks about him possibly going to the Steelers and sitting behind Big Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I know that I'm on the record saying I think the Steelers should just go ahead and be done with Big Ben. 
it is what it is. But, man, the fact that no one has picked up Cam Newton, I just think it's crazy. Now, I'm hearing that the Chargers could possibly do that, but I'm also hearing that they could possibly save their pick or use their – or trade up and get to a tongue of Aloha. Now, I'm not a big Tua fan on projecting – of thinking he that he can project to the NFL and throwing the 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 ball in tight windows and things like that. Now he excels at throwing the little bubble passes and watching his receivers take it for 90 yards and throwing within 10 yards. He's great at that. But throwing the ball downfield in the middle of the field with accuracy, is that something that he's going to be able to do? on a consistent basis in tighter windows going up against NFL defensive backs and these fast linebackers that are now the, the new generation of the NFL. I'm not sure. I would take Cam Newton. Right now, this man Cam Newton is hungry and he's pissed. He's hungry and pissed. If he was able to actually pass his physical, which they're saying that he has done, why not go with Cam Newton. I mean, Cam, I can see Cam going to the Chargers. I, I actually went on record a long time ago, not a long time ago, but a couple months ago, that he would go to the Chargers because they say they say they're fine with Tyrod Taylor, but every team says they're fi fine with Tyrod Taylor and then ends up going and drafting another quarterback or trading for another quarterback. So I can see them getting Cam, who – they have similar skill sets. Cam's is just more prominent. So I can see them getting Cam. Uh, Jameis, I told you, XFL. Uh, Jadavian. <laughs> Jadavian. I can see him. The Titans is probably going to be where I think he'll go. Because he went from one 20, 20 mil to 17 mil, I think. So it's looking real desperate for him right now, but I, the other two I'm not too sure about. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too sure about the other two, but I mean these are the the, the top three guys that we listed: Jameis uh, Winston, Cam Newton, Jadavian Clowney. I still don't see how they're not on the board. Maybe they're trying to see how this draft shakes up. But I mean, these got to be guys that you pick before the draft, right? I mean, Cam Newton. I think he'll actually have some weapons around him if he goes to the Chargers. And it's it's a new team, new moving, everything. They're coming out with new uniforms, all of this different stuff. Why not go go with Cam? You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess you could call me a Cam Newton fan. It is what it is. But, I mean, that's my guy. I'm a rock with Cam. If these general managers, I'm telling you, the person who don't rock with him, they're going to end up missing out and hate that they didn't get them. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, what's been going on in the NBA, man. Uh, Adam Silver tells President Trump that he wants pro sport leagues to lead the way in restarting the economy. Now, it, speaking of the last time we had something devastating happen in the United States, I want to say it was 9-11. And one thing that brought Sports fans, I mean, not sports fans, but brought America together and everything was sports. You know, I mean, I remember hearing baseball players, you know, the first baseball game that was played after 9-11, how they 
happened. They don't even really talk about, you know, their accolades. You ask those players, hey, what was the biggest moment in your life? Was playing right after, you know, the 9-11 because it was something that brought the citizens of the United States together. It was something that we were able to be patriots about and rally behind. And, I mean, you know, baseball has always been considered, a you know, America's sports. And I think that, I mean, we, we got to have sports. We got to have people rallying around because the stuff that I'm seeing on social media is just crazy. And, you know, you got the police in some states saying or some cities saying that they're not responding to vandalism calls and things like that. And that and theft calls, that's only going to lead to stuff happening and maybe the National Guard coming in. And if we could just get some type of sports, even if the fans aren't able to be there, but people could just watch it, I think that this will stop a lot of the crime that has happened or that is going to happen. And we could just kind of get back to life as normal almost. For sure. Uh, yeah. You have a whole city out here that pretty much depends on sports and gets its money from sports. So you got a, a team about to move to Las Vegas. So you got sports is a big thing. And when you think about it, all of it, all, all of us come together for sports. We may not have the same team. We may not right. have the same views, but if it's one thing we can all say that we love is sports. And that's just like the biggest thing that brings me close to people. Honestly, that's one of the, I hate to say it, but one of the first things I get to talking about is sports. Right. With people. So it's just, it, agree, could, it would definitely help the economy out because people losing out on money because there is no sports. So. I mean, we got, we got uh, someone saying right here, saying might as well broadcast Xbox 2K2 games. I mean, actually, if you've been keeping up, ESPN is actually going to start doing this because they're looking for any content that they can. And I don't know if you've heard, but I mean, you just had, Tyreek Hill, uh, get, I don't know if y'all seen it, getting smacked. He got, uh, what was the score, like 52 to 3 against Derwin James from the Chargers and Madden. I mean, you're, you're going to have more tournaments and things like this. They're coming up with content for us to watch. I thought that it was hilarious. Even in the blowout at the end, and the reason why Derwin James ran up the score is because he said that he promised the kid that he was going to get 50 on Tyreek Hill. So he ended up doing that, and then he joked and said, man, I should have went for two just so I can actually make it 50 <laughs> and get the 53. But uh, it was a good little matchup uh, watching him go up against Tyree Kill. So you are seeing more stuff like that. Uh, let's talk about some great news that's going on in the NBA right now. The Hall of Fame. You had... Uh, three NBA players that got it that's going to get inducted, two coaches, um, two, yeah, two coaches. And the way they broke this down was the North American Committee, the Women's Committee, and the International Committee. 
So you had obviously headline is Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett. I mean, what great way to put those three players all played against each other, all were all got rings, were in championship games. I mean, just just amazing ball players. And I mean, a lot of people was questioning was Kobe going to be a first round ballot. And I'm just glad that we were able to see him be a first round ballot. I don't know who why people were questioning, but I mean, because Kobe is the GOAT to me. He's definitely one of the greatest of all times. And Tim Duncan, you know, a lot of people slept on Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan and what he was able to do with the Spurs, the relationship that he had with Greg Popovich. And Kevin Garnett, what he was able to do with the Celtics and bringing them some championships like like they used to get back in the day. So, I mean, it definitely good to see those guys go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Kobe Bryant's wife, Vanessa Bryant, already came out. And, you know, she's thankful for it. Said Kobe worked very hard for it, which he did. So... Uh, we do have a question here. Who should give the Hall of Fame speech for Kobe? Now, the, I mean, I would think Kobe probably already had his Hall of Fame speech drafted out. You know what I'm saying? Just knowing Thanks. Kobe. Knowing Thanks. Kobe, man. I mean, so it, do you think it's already drafted out? Or is the, should somebody just read it? Or who's going to speak on behalf of Kobe? I mean, that's what... Jeremy is wondering, and I'm kind of wondering too. Great question. I'm so glad that you asked that. Um, I can see. I mean, obviously, first it's gonna come down like they have to get permission from you know Vanessa and the family. But I can see it being a range of people. I can see it being, you know, I can see it being Phil. I can see it being Shaq. I can see it being. Mm. I can see it being uh, Jordan. I can see it being um, a number of people. Like, just people, Kobe, so many people have played against Kobe and so many people, I don't want to say quote-unquote know him because he was shut off for a little while there in his career, but so many people have gotten to know him through the game and so many people could just tell you different perspective. Like, Kyrie Irving could probably give his speech on him because, you know, they was close, but I'm just – it's so many people that could do it. I don't know who it could be, but they got to right, get so it right. Yeah, LB said Phil Jackson, and uh, Jeremy said that they said Kobe said Phil or Jordan. I mean, you could put both of them guys on the stage, and I just think that it's going to be powerful regardless. But, I mean, it, I, it just still baffles me, and I still just cannot believe that Kobe is gone. This is one that I'm going to still say. We lost this guy way too soon, way too early, way before his time because of the things. He was still a basketball ambassador even after retiring, the things that he was doing with the Lakers organization. But the biggest thing I want to bring, bring up about Kobe was the things that he was doing to impact the community and impacting the youth. A lot of people don't know this or haven't realized this, but he actually was a coach of a girls basketball team. And also, he stood up for the WNBA and women's basketball for them to get paid almost as much or close to what NBA players were making as well. So, 
Kobe is definitely an activist for women, women athletes, and we definitely want to remember him and appreciate him for that. Uh, I know that you have some uh, updates on this in the UFC. I want to uh, touch on that. UFC 249 is still supposed to continue, but there are some issues. Go ahead and let us know about those issues that are going on. Yeah. Uh, Khabib is stuck over in Russia because they shut down the borders there. So he ain't going to be able to fight. But he says he is okay with them finding somebody else to replace him. So the UFC is doing what they're doing, trying to keep keep their money going. So they're already looking for alternatives for the fight. But this is also sad because it's the fifth time that this fight has been canceled and people like myself have been chomping at the bit to see these two get in the cage and just see what happened see the madness but it got canceled once again and it just sucks because now we don't know if it's ever gonna happen right i want to say it was our last episode we were just talking about this this fight you know khabib and ferguson and i mean it's understandable what's going on especially during this pandemic but man, just wish that Khabib could find a way to sneak out or something, you know. <laughs> I mean, hey, they say money talks, man. So, just, hey, just play. All you gotta do is play. Uh, what's his name? Vladimir, right? Just pay the man. They say he all about his money. <laughs> hey, it could be about his morals. That's the reason why uh he slapped up McGregor the way he was, so or the way he did, so. Man, I don't know, man. Khabib and his dudes like to jump people, man. I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't call that too high on morals, bro. I wouldn't say that that's morals. They like to jump people. They don't like them one-on-one fights. Unless it's in the cage, then they got to. But he did slap up McGregor, man. Golly. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go ahead and talk about Dana White. So Friday, we heard about Dana White uh, had a lawsuit filed against him which I, I just thought was crazy came out of nowhere but this guy Ernesto uh Ramos who recently I guess recently got out of jail now let me give y'all the back history of uh Ernesto what he is known for is using sex tapes to extort money out of people that's what he actually ended up going to jail for now He's saying that there was some backdoor deal that if he kept Dana White's name out of the the criminal case that he had and went to jail for, that he would get, and after the case was over and closed and done with, that he was going to be paid by Dana White $450,000. Now, he's suing Dana White for almost what? $10 $10 million now? Like, how do you go from 450000 to $10 million? I think that's just crazy and beyond me. I mean, it is what it is. But Dana White came out and said, I'm going to quote Dana White right here. I just found out that a bull blank lawsuit was filed against me yesterday. This guy went to federal prison for trying to extort me over five years ago. Now he's hired a lawyer who is also a convicted felon, and he's trying to extort me again for $10 million. He got no money from me last time. He won't be getting any money from me this time. I look forward to the court 
dismissing this quickly so I can get rid of these scumbags forever. I mean, do you think that this guy got a case? I mean, you already have, you already have a uh, something against you that says that you always extorting people. If you ain't got no dotted line signature or nothing on on videotape, I mean, what? Well, how do you really have a case? You don't. But it's he say she say. Yeah, but Dana. Dana White just looked like the type of person that would end up in something like this. Like, I don't know why. Like, this don't it it don't surprise me, but it do. But <laughs> did Dana I, White have a sex tape? That's what I that's why I really didn't know under this. Like, did Dana White have a sex tape? That's why I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Like, out of all the things <laughs> you could be getting sued for, you getting sued by a dude who could possibly have your know, <laughs> Sex tape, like, bro, what? I don't get it. All but I gotta say is, if it, if this is real, that y'all will be seeing Dana White sex tape out shortly <laughs> on Stay at Home Hub or something like that, <laughs> aka Pornhub. Y'all will end up seeing this sex tape if this man don't get paid. But what it sounds like to me is, is the man had a little bit of money. Before he went in in a jail, now he gets out of jail. He doesn't have any, and is trying to get paid. Man, uh, you got anything else that you want to talk to the people about uh, today? Nah, <laughs> nah. Today's been a, today's been one. So, all right, hey. Uh, so, tell us about what's going on in quarantine world, man. I mean. You know, both of us, we're not going to say where we work, but both of us, you know, kind of work in the entertainment industry. And right now we see that the entertainment industry is not an essential job. <laughs> so I had to file unemployment and I had some hassles as well. So please, if you have a job, pray that you do not get laid off. This quarantine, staying at home crap is not the way to go. Trust me, the last thing you want to do is have to deal with the people at the unemployment office i do know that some of them are working very very hard and that this is a hard time for everybody uh do you want to talk about your experience with the unemployment office no, really? <laughs> all right i'll talk about my experience man i went and found unemployment uh what was that probably about three weeks ago or something like that and I ended up getting something in the mail saying that I have been denied. I hadn't worked since 2018 and all of this stuff. So I go up there to the office and they're only letting one person in at a time. Mind you, I have already went up to this place two different times. One to get this paper that they said I had to get because the online thing had failed, said that my social security number was invalid, all of this crap. And I went up there a second time to just check on the status of everything. So after I get this, I go up there, I'm waiting in this line, and I, I think I remember I called you and told you what my plan was because I was I was pissed. I was livid. I have a wife that's on bed rest. I got a little kid. I got to get some food in my house and everything like that. So next thing you know, the lady, she's going through my paperwork, and I said, ma'am, I'm sorry, but I'm not leaving here until I know I got a check on the way. 
So I sit down right on the, the little table that they got in there. You know, mind you, there's a line all the way in this parking lot that is just like filling up. And as I'm talking to this lady, it's just filling up, filling up. And she tells me that they put my information in wrong. They put where I work in wrong and they put my social in wrong. Now, mind you, if you do not fill out your information correctly on this unemployment, there's all these different things online that tells you if you put the wrong information, they will come after you and you will get hit with a felony and a fine. But they put my information in wrong and all of this stuff and told me I had to wait a whole nother week because it was their fault of mistakes. So trust me, people, you all do not want to have to go with this. If you got a job, keep it. Don't quit. Don't this is this right here is for the birds, man. Don't take it for granted. Do not, do not. Definitely trying to uh find something after all of this is done, trying to find somewhere I can get out this entertainment industry. Thanks. Um, no, I am not a stripper. If anybody is, I am not a stripper. <laughs> so don't be thinking that that is not the entertainment that I'm talking about. All right, man. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening to the Fans Edge. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to like this video. Before you get off of here, make sure you like this video. Also hit the subscribe button so that way when we post that we're going live, you get that right away. If you don't like listening to or don't really have much time to listen and watch the videos on YouTube, make sure you go to Anchor, go to iTunes Podcast or Spotify Podcast. Go on there and like our stuff, follow us. That way you can get the latest episodes right away. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Fans Edge. If you all got some questions or some ideas or anything that you all want uh, us to speak about on our next show, let us know. We did a, do an interview with uh, Grant Long about Miami Hurricanes. We do have some more videos coming shortly. So if you all want to hear from your team, let me know what your team is, and we will definitely try to uh, get someone who is well-connected, know what they're talking about, so that you can ask the questions that you want about your college football team. So we want to thank you all for joining us, sticking with us. Hope y'all enjoyed everything. Peace. We out.